Special guest, Sudbury Conservation Commission. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave, and as always with me is... Trevor. Oh, Trevor, what's happening? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Dave? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing pretty awesome. Pretty stoked to be here on pod um, at the end of the the very special finale of our second season. That's right. It's a very, uh, very exciting moment. Uh, very few thought we would make it this far. And this is our longest season ever. Yeah. And then I think, what did we decide? It's 10 or 12 episodes next season. I think we've done an eight episode season, a 22 episode season. And then I think next is 16. 16. That's what we've committed to. Um, and it, yeah, we've, we've followed the, the Twin Peaks uh seasonality or uh the episode breakdown of of the the twin peaks series as as best we know it although i was thinking about this um over this since our last episode and twin peaks after their second season before their third did do a feature length made for tv film (laughs) so (laughs) we'll see what we could do to we won't necessarily do a film but maybe we can keep that the spirit of that alive somehow that's supposed to be the the next thing we do. Well, if we're truly following Twin Peaks, what they did after season two was a, a made for TV film called Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So um I don't know how what that would be. Um, you know, like, but I imagine just like um Twin Peaks the series, we would be unable to secure the services of oh now I can't remember her name, the actress who who played Maddie. Right? No, no. Is that Maddie? I don't know. There was no. There's a different character. One character didn't come back, and they had someone else in the movie, and it was distracting. Okay. Well, so we'll, we'll have that. Like, we'll be unable to get like popular runner Jim Pergolese for this, and we'll have to like cast someone else to play his part. Yes, but but thank you for for bringing him up. And I don't know. Maybe what we can do is, um, I don't know. Perhaps we could just live stream the the Krampus classic uh, in some form. Yeah, that's like a the equivalent of a feature length. Yeah, yeah. Live. How long is the Krampus classic? It's uh, four hours. Yeah, so we'll have a four-hour, mostly beach-free experimental episode. Just, yeah. Just the sound of leaves crunching and, and stuff like that. We'll see. Yeah, leaves or maybe ice. Uh, maybe a little bit of both. It's true. There was a little ice out there this morning, my run through Central Park in New York City. So, oh, You went trail running again? Uh, path running. <laughs> nice. But there was a little, a little bit of ice on the path, not too much, but it was just about 31, 32 degrees. So, yep, yep, yeah, it's been cold around here. The last snow was about a week ago, but um, definitely in the woods, it's still there and it's just kind of crunchy. Um, at least the ground's frozen, so when it thaws after like these conditions, it gets gets pretty muddy, pretty sloppy, pretty quickly. So. We'll see. I haven't looked at the weather, but we'll see what holds for the the Krampus Classic. Now, what is the date of the Krampus Classic? Is that Saturday next weekend? Next Saturday, yeah. Will you will you be there? No, <laughs> I'd like. No, I would very much like to. There's, there's like uh, personal life things that have come up that I can't leave town for. Of course, uh, I, can't, I can't leave New York because of things that have come up and and people who are going to be visiting town. So. Circumstances and people. No, this is completely understandable. I think. Well. 
Um, I guess maybe before we get into that, because I do have a few updates, maybe uh, maybe a little bit to share mm. um, as we as we head into the race. But um, but I did I, I do have a correction. OK, I love I love corrections. They've become my favorite part of the show. We usually, we usually like to, to get them up up front in yeah. case in case a listener might not make it until the end. Uh, we, we don't want listeners to be angry the whole time. Uh, that's right. Like yeah. just waiting for it. So we yeah. it's kind of like a courtesy, like leaving your phone number at the start of a, a voice message. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Leave a phone number at the start of a voice message. We like to give the 19 corrections off the top of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on our last episode, for the first episode since... Uh, Oh, geez. Uh, episode three, maybe when we had our first special guest, the popular runner, Jim Pergolese. Yeah, we have always somehow and without trying until we sort of realized we were doing it at some point, we became aware uh, at that point, sort of like things change in physics. But in any case, yep. last last episode, 21, we forgot to mention the popular runner, Jim Pergolese. And yeah, which is a mistake because we had mentioned him for how many consecutive episodes since uh i don't want to do the math but that yeah. people can write in with the answer yeah um so yeah apologies so, i think we've mentioned him twice now if you this episode if you include this correction he's been in every other sentence this episode so i would hope this makes up for it <laughs> <laughs> not we'll be hearing from him on the year and running 2024 that's right um can't wait to hear from him again uh in 11 months yep yep and um I guess pick up on one other thing from from last episode. We had promised to uh, we, we got into uh, as we sometimes do, people convincing you to try to trail run, namely me. Yeah. Um, but I had a little bit of support from special guest uh, Christina Folsick, um about more just she was a resource. I guess we'll say uh, yeah, very an knowledgeable expert. one, yeah. an expert. Um, asking for some recommendations on on possible trail runs for you like going out on a big effort big first effort um and so we put up a poll with a few of the choices we we narrowed it on there was the original idea of the great range traverse okay. um she said how about a presidential traverse which is what i just did it's a big run it's a big run but it's it's iconic it's beautiful like you know there's sort of a reason people like that run so much because it's kind of amazing and it's a presidential uh, election year so it's it's oh it's true it's on theme with the the mood of the country it is it is um although as we found out um not all of the hills are presidents but yeah or mo mountains that is but yeah in, in any case without going back on that detour <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, she had also offered, well, maybe it would be cool if you're not trying to do sort of all the summits, because some of the summits can be like a little yeah. bit annoying, frankly, and they're, they're less runnable. Um, so she had said, well, you know, originally, maybe you just sort of take take the path and like, don't don't worry about the summits. Um, but then she had a pretty cool idea of going um, and doing the huts, which would mean you get really sort of like off the main Prezi Traverse mm -hmm. court, like route for quite a bit. And I think when I double checked it, you actually miss even Mount Washington um, and go down through, uh, I think, Great Gulf, which is cool because yeah. Katie Scheid had said that was her favorite spot in the Northeast. Oh, that's right. Um, and interestingly, uh, Christina held the, the full Hut Traverse FKT until quite recently. Uh -huh. And do you know who took it? 
Who took it from Christina? Yeah. Jim Pergolese. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh Jim Jim <laughs> uh no, Jim has beat this this particular special guest at something. Um, but it it's special guest Katie Shide. Nice. Applause. Yeah. I'm I don't want to edit it in, so I'm just clapping over here on my end. So a lot of um yeah, no, you can just do that. So yeah, a lot of sort of power motion picnic hour sort of history uh tied up in in the in the hut traverse. And, and so if that becomes my first you know lengthy trail run it would seem it would seem a, a nice homage to to season two special guests um the full hut traverse is like 49 miles and and like seventeen thousand feet or something it's it's more than i think we'd want to do um, probably not there yet maybe season four um i'm getting there my endurance is building up um when would be a good time to do this like june Oh, you're talking actual logistics. Um, well, because what I'm thinking is, you know, today is six weeks. In six weeks from today, I'm running the LA Marathon. Yep. And then in November, I'm running the New York Marathon. So we oh, probably so have thinking, to somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. You'll be in good shape. Yeah. You know, throughout. So um, yeah, maybe, June, yeah. June, June's a great time to do it. Okay, good. Um, that, that might be it. Thanks. I was thinking sometime after I'm recovered from LA, but before I start my official training for New York, would probably be a perfect time for it. Perfect time. Yeah. Just kind of okay. throw, throw in a fun run. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we can honestly choose as many huts as we'd like, but I think, I think it makes sense to do basically the, uh, what would it be? Three or four that are on the presidential traverse, like the traditional route, but it's cool. Cause we'll get to go sort of past where you typically drop down, uh, off the final peak and sort of hit like this other sort of less used trail uh to exit because you have to hit this hut that's a little bit past it so um i think it could be a cool different sort of way of getting through that that sort of terrain sounds cool to me and this is becoming terrifyingly real <laughs> the more we talk about it uh when i was listening back while editing last week i was just saying yes to everything but i wasn't actually like <laughs> thinking uh, yeah yeah how, however it does sound fun and I'm I'm just I just recall that this is actually just a description description of the third choice of our poll um, oh, okay. that came out that came out of last week's uh, episode. So uh, the fourth, uh, which sort of we just added for for Instagram purposes, was um, was other with the question. That's you know, what I that's what, what I voted for. <laughs> that's what you voted for. Yeah, okay. I might have been the only vote on that. I don't think you answered um, what your other choice was, but. Oh, yeah, I don't you know did. if I'm even allowed to vote in that poll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but we had a we had an even 50-50 split between other and the president, what we're calling the presidential hut traverse. So that'll have to win since my vote has been disqualified because of the the hanging chad, I believe is the appropriate term. And I guess I guess if you have other, you're gonna end up with a lot of sort of one off. It's like winning as a write-in, you know, it's kind of impossible. Yeah, um, that that was me voting for Donald Duck. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But your, 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 your other, other was, um, was for a penny loop. Now, what is that again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the, pe the Pema Juwasset. I don't think we've actually talked about it too much. Oh, you'll, good. You'll, you'll be forgiven. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, as much as, as much as I tend to talk about New Hampshire trail routes that you 
don't know about. Um, I have three attempts to pass the quiz for the for, for the knowledge gained from this training. If not, I'll have to talk with the training coordinator. <laughs> like probably a, a bunch of our listeners could. Yeah, and just enjoy back, that joke. Go back through and listen to some old episodes. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll learn about it one day. Well, this is good. This is exciting. I think we have a an idea, if not a plan. We have an idea. So, um, so yeah. that was that. Yeah. Oh, what? that's big. Um, I was to say one reason. Um, another reason that maybe the the Krampus Classic doesn't make sense for me is because I am now so deep into the training for the marathon. Uh, my next marathon coming up and so i do probably this gets us into weekend running i guess a little bit but mm -hmm. what a better place to naturally segue into yeah. um is like i i probably have a big run i have to do next weekend but the krampus classic would probably be too much <laughs> you know too much and too high risk that you'd like yeah. like sprain an ankle or something one of my biggest mistakes training for Providence last year was when I ran an unplanned 20 mile run <laughs> and like hurt my feet and like, and I did a 20 mile run with no water. With no water. Yeah. They didn't, had, hadn't turned them on yet. No, but I'm doing it a little much better this time around. Yesterday I did a, a 15 and three quarters. Um, nice. Yeah. Which, which felt like I could, I could run, for, I kept running afterwards. So it was good, but I stopped. That's kind of about what I, I hope to do for, for Krampus, something around 15, 16 miles. It's a fun distance. <laughs> um, it's got some elevation. I haven't really, I don't know. I've, I don't, shooting for like 10 laps. Uh, if I can get over that, I'll be pretty happy. If I hit it, I'll be happy. I'll be happy regardless. But Yeah, that's good. That, now that's what I'm talking about. That's a guaranteed success. Yeah, uh, like I know it's going to be fun out there, so... You, you'll be happy as long as the uh, authorities don't show up to shut down the event. That's right. Um, <laughs> and I, I actually did reach out. This is, this is like, this is, this is cool. Cause this is, I think the first time in podcast history that we can say, like we reached out for comment, um, but, but didn't hear back, but uh, I'll get to that in a, in a bit. Um, basically I, I did reach back out, um, to, uh, you know, sort of follow up to the encounter I'm about to describe Um <laughs> to see see if if uh they, they would like to have representation as special guest on a on a pod um and did not get a did not get a reply but that might be because i just sort of sent the email yesterday i think you're telling the story backwards so who is the or you're not gonna you're, we're not gonna find out who you're no the story's backwards yeah. um so the actual story is earlier this week i was away in new orleans for for a work trip on monday i just finished my week in running, which was a five and a half mile treadmill session, nice. which felt quite good. I was feeling good. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I was, I was pretty, I was feeling like pretty happy with it. And then, um, the, the female individual that I live with unaffiliated with the power motion picnic hour reaches out and says, you've got to get back to the Sudbury conservation Com commission they're calling me about the Krampus classic. <laughs> so she's got a role actually unintentionally. She's, <laughs> she manning, she's manning the phone. Got, yeah. She got, she got entangled in, in the yeah. power motion picnic hour. And, and I, and I just remember saying like, like what, like how, how did they, how did they find me? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, because it, 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 there was no, the, the, the single flyer that was put up, which, um, which we've shared a, a post of, um, at the Brimstone Lane Trailhead, where the where the race will be hosted, had no information other than 
the Power Motion Picnic Hour presents Campus Classic, Free Trail Race, and then yeah. sort of the, the date and time. And then word gets to them that you've crossed state lines. <laughs> <laughs> and they they remembered me from. So I guess anyway, they they remembered they found us because uh, they went they went ahead and searched Power Motion Picnic Hour. We have to presume they listened to most episodes, gave us a follow. It's addictive. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, sort of stumbled across the Instagram and sort of put all the pieces together. So uh, one, I have to imagine this was a really fun exercise and a lot more action than the Sudbury Conservation Commission typically yeah. gets, or at least a different type of action. Yeah, I don't think this is common for them. No, sort of a mystery trail pop-up trail race, a gorilla yeah. race being hosted on their land. <laughs> a great, oh, what now moment. <laughs> <laughs> And so they set out, they endeavored to to find us and they did. Um, and they remembered my name because we had had some some prior business, actually a couple, couple pieces of business with the, the Conservation Commission, nice. like a permit for some work we had uh, done on our house. And then uh, I had reached out on a separate occasion about uh, camping on town lands, which okay. is something, something they allow in the summer, which is which is pretty cool. So you're a bit um, of a public figure around those parts. <laughs> I am. So they were like, oh popular podcast host uh trevor chisholm <laughs> yeah. and uh so anyway they I, I i end up talking to them that day on monday and 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 this woman uh i won't you know as our lawyers often uh, recommend won't, won't reveal any uh too personally identifiable information but <laughs> but she was amazing she she laughed a lot she thought it was hilarious when my wife explained that it was well she went a little bit too far but she basically um she basically indicated that it was not a real trail race, uh, that it was just me and my friends. It's very real around just, in the woods. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's that as well. <laughs> it's yeah. It could be. Can it be both? Um, yeah. But it's like, uh, when, it's like when I when I had my own annual kids circus on my street growing up that I ran and put on three years in a row. It might have just been a bunch of kids doing whatever, but it was also very much a circus. That didn't disqualify 100%. it from being a circus. Yeah, it's 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 all it's all life, you know. Yeah. Experience it however you'd like. So, exactly. um, so this is very much a race. But thankfully, it, we we most likely will be under the the uh, sort of set limit of five people that would make it require a permit. Oh, interesting. Um, and and she she was worried because this this particular. Uh, the trailhead is on like a sort of narrow, like not very heavily trafficked road. The trailhead itself has maybe five parking spaces. It's just not one of the most, you know, yeah. even on a fairly, you know, you know, it's, it's a, the, the, the conservation land itself is pretty well used, but there's like a bunch of different entrances from a, 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 like a few different places. Um, and this is one of the more random ones. Uh, and anyway, she was worried that there were going to be like 200 people and like no. traffic and like taking over the lot. So not this year, not this year. We had a, we had a good laugh about it. And I think uh, special guest Christina will be will be, I think, proud of us for, oh, for sort cool. of, uh, you know, sort of doing it the right way in the end. Good. OK, well, yeah, and we appreciate her for giving us the confidence to even uh, attempt something like this. Yeah. Yeah. So. I I don't know. It made me happy. I think I think it made the Conservation Com Commission happy. Um, I'm happy. I think, yeah, I, I'm excited, even though I can't be there. To, I'm going to be thinking about it because I, I will be going on a, a big run myself. I'm going to try to run 18 miles on Saturday. 
So that'll be a good one. Yeah. So that's similar. That's in the spirit of the event, I figure. So even if I can't be there and this way, I won't tip the scales to be over five people. That's right. And you won't, you won't, um, you won't need to keep running for four hours either. Um, no, no it won't take me that long to run 18. <laughs> Hopefully. No, it won't. It won't. There's a question as to whether my running partner, Lenny will count as a participant, but I think we might be fine either way. Yeah. And I think our lawyers could get us out of that one. Uh, I think so. Some we creative some explaining. We have, so, we have a dear listener that is a lawyer, at least one. I think all of our listeners are lawyers. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, aside from a uh, 39 through 41 year olds. Um, although I guess, does, I guess our, our listening demographic probably ages as we do. That's true. So I guess we're probably mostly 40 to 42 year olds now and they're, and people, the mothers of 40 through 42 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Think, yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, in the non-Belgian category, because I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> We're unsure. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on. In <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the story about, about the Conservation Committee. <laughs> that's and a good we, one. We hope to have them on. Uh, we hope to have them on in, uh, in the future. I this think is... that was where the story started. We did not get them as special guests. Not and yet. Then, and then we told the story about it. Um, yeah. So, very song much of the like... week. Oh, yeah. So we did have a song of the week, uh, which we haven't had one in a long time. This week's song of the week was a song you chose. Yes. Uh, what was it called? Buck Creek Girls? Buck Creek Girls. It's a traditional song, but I chose the particular version by Nora Brown. I'd never listened to her before, um, but I... and. Uh, so I didn't actually, I listened to it a bunch of times, but I didn't run to it um, just because mm -hmm. I've, I've just been running outside and I never listen to things when I run outside. Uh, and I had, I had a race this morning, but what I tried to do when I was listening was I tried to visualize running to it. I tried to compensate. Um, and, and so I had a very nice, I could see why you like the song. I liked it too. It, it seemed like it'd be a nice song to run through. It feels like a run to, it feels like a song you would run through the woods listening to. And I kind of, yes, yeah, <laughs> I got, I got kind of transported there mentally uh, to the woods, to running through a trail, thinking about, you know, it could be a presidential hut traverse, or it could be that <laughs> other one that you said. Uh, but I, I kind of pictured running around, and the, you know, it's traditional kind of banjo stuff. Um, mm -hmm. What I like about it was I was getting pretty deep into the, this vision. Maybe it's because I've been running so much and I've been meditating more recently, so I really was transported, mm -hmm. and I felt like I was there running through the woods and the song is mostly instrumental till about two-thirds of the way through yep <laughs> and then uh what nora she her voice kicks in yeah and she sings a couple of times through the the refrain of the song and i was so i was so transported in such a convincing way in my mind that it felt like then all of a sudden she was there too and I, and as running through the woods i looked over to my right and there she was oh creakers want to go to Sitting, sitting on a tree and singing singing me along as i as wow. i magically ran through the woods so that's my version of a review of this as a running song and so i can definitely say that definitely runs it runs yeah. um yeah it runs for me too this was this was this was a runner this was actually one i've been running to since 
sort of the start of last year, maybe or so. Um, definitely was listening to it early in the uh, early in the the relaunch of Power Motion Picnic Hour around uh. last, last May. So it was one that I had been thinking about for Song of the Week for a long time, but finally figured why not for the finale, just finally pull this one out. We um, said we said we were going to do a lot of big stuff for the season finale. So. <laughs> So this here it the, is. This is the it. one thing we planned. This yeah. and and uh, and and my my utter satisfaction and, and uh, you know enjoyment about being contacted by the conservation commission. Well, we um, like to do. We like to subvert expectations here a bit. And so, either when it's people being completely shocked that we were able to score such a exciting special guest as Tom Bosworth, right? Which I think no one saw coming, or us to come to our season two finale. With you know what you just might be a, a regular everyday talk discussion <laughs> no, about running, no no special guests and us just talking again, which which is you know the original spirit of the show. So yeah, I was yeah. happy to end the season that way. Me too. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I think um, in one of our earlier episodes, we we sometimes go retrospective in these special episodes, but <laughs> I remember you describing. I think there was a period in 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 twin peaks where the um the plot just went sort of like sideways and like nothing really happened for several right. episodes in a row yeah midway through season two mm -hmm. midway through season two of twin peaks when you find out who killed laura palmer before they see before it seems like they figured out what they were going to do next <laughs> and they were uh, yeah stalling kind of it seemed like uh and i kind of enjoyed those episodes because it almost is like it was like what's the point of this show <laughs> Right, right. Uh, it it did kind of regather itself, introduce new characters, find a couple of new storylines and directions, and even end season two with a pretty, um, a pretty crazy um, revelation slash cliffhanger. I would say that yeah. most most people didn't like. Well, I'll let you think of what that will be, and um, yeah, some might argue all of our episodes are are that fit that description but on a relative basis this one perhaps more than more than others yeah this is what we're saying this is the most twin peaksy episode yet and another thing i'm realizing is if we're going to keep modeling this format after twin peaks i have to watch season three. Oh shit yeah <laughs> Which i haven't done um did you watch well, it? that's that's good no oh no no um but yeah so i mean i love your description that was amazing um of, of Buckery Girls, it's uh, I, I went back and listened to a bunch of other versions too, because I think hers was one of the first I really like one of my first introductions to the song. I didn't mm -hmm. know the song, but um, I think it's like a traditional like some some will like draw it out more as like a square dance, like, you know, like swing your partner, like they'll yeah. just keep playing the the riff over. Um, uh, notably, I think New Lost City Ramblers play it that way. Okay. Um, I think share with Nora that they are New York based, but sound like, you know, New York based uh, artists sounding very much like they live in like Southern Appalachia in like the thirties or something. Yeah. I, I, when I looked, when I looked Nora up on, uh, on Instagram, uh, on Spotify, I clicked the Instagram link and saw she lives in Brooklyn. She lives in Brooklyn. She was 14 when she recorded that. Really? Oh, cool. I didn't I learn. I didn't is, learn much. That's, that's what I learned. And I was, I was just shocked because I think it's a great, vocal performance that really like hits that style and like like yeah and it just sort of like comes out of nowhere in the in the song and um i like it I like from what it a lot. i she seems like very much in line with what i know about um contemporary folks keeping traditional appalachian music alive which is that as far as i know in my exposure uh, which is little but some uh, is that they have people who it's 
being done by people who have no connection <laughs> to the place or music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, which is fine, uh, but that, that's just what it is. So maybe she has a connection to the place. I don't know. Other than the geography itself, does does that place exist anywhere? What place? To, today, out of Southern Appalachia in the 1930s. Um, I mean, I don't think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the region well enough. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is the region is still there, but uh, it's not like the people living there are having the same experience. I don't think so. I'm trying to think what where I mean, I've played a couple shows in what would count as Southern Appalachia. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, you know, standard three or four band punk shows. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm maybe. not trying to like rip the the history from the place. I'm sure there's a lot of connection still, but I guess what I'm saying is the people that wrote that music bear very little resemblance to anybody anywhere today. Yeah. There or elsewhere. There or elsewhere. So yeah. if, if you're a 14 year old girl in, in Brooklyn, uh, a young woman, then just do it. And, uh, um, and do it well and she does and i and like there's no like yeah uh i pretty I, I think for some some people that's just what brooklyn is it's people walking around with beanies and like fretless banjos just yeah. tradi traditional <laughs> traditional folk music yeah i mean that's what that's what the original greenwich village folk scene was right just like people yeah i mean that's what bob dylan was pretending to be when he moved to new york bob dylan exactly is, is from minnesota and he was pretending he was from like appalachia there's there's a there's a long history of that yeah of of coming to new york and pretending or actually even if you're just from new york um dave van ronk who was yeah here, here just before dylan he's from queens he's just right. like a new york right. guy yeah where was woody guthrie from was he was he uh was he the was he was he like who everybody else is trying to be i didn't know that would be trivia um no i don't think so i don't think woody is any i have no idea <laughs> We'll I don't think out. I don't think Woody is any more authentically from anywhere, but I know like Ramblin' Jack Elliott is from Brooklyn. Right. He's also from Brooklyn. Ramblin' yeah. Jack Elliott is, is another one I was thinking of. And I love all of these artists we're talking about. True. Um, so, uh, you know, what is authenticity? We've gotten deep in this one. See, we were, fi we were finding that uh, cliffhanger shocking ending that, and we're getting closer to it. So Shocking ending. The hosts get horribly confused about yeah. music history. Exactly. <laughs> question so the nature of the authenticity. Rails. Yeah. That's a deep question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of question you don't, you, you get to at about mile 12 of the run and then you've resolved by mile 16, but by mile 20, um, your feet just hurt too much and you can't remember what you figured out. Yeah, you you yeah you can maybe remember the question, but yeah, but but no longer the answer. The answer's out there on the trail somewhere. The answer is where we'll just keep listening to Buck Creek Girls, running yeah. to it and looking for the answer. Thinking about running to it. Yeah, it's a, yeah. New, it's a new experimental way to to review a running track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the reviews I, I find are turn are turning out to be, especially as we've discussed music with our guests and stuff, are probably irrelevant because we've i think we've determined that running songs are just so deeply personal uh, they're kind of like they're kind of like running shoes you know yeah. they're kind of like any anything running is you, you just kind of i think that's one thing we've learned is from you know i think uh as you know you've and we've heard like you've you've inspired a lot of people with your your sort of approach to running and i think we've been similarly inspired by a lot of and a lot of special guests and a lot of like sort of similar similar themes but everybody's oh, yeah. sort of doing it their own way and yeah definitely a lot of different styles a lot of different approaches ability levels like all that 
Oh, for sure. And yeah, I'm, it's I like the idea that I'm inspiring people because I'm as much I guess I enjoy running. And that's what people <laughs> we've had people who seem like they're not enjoying it anymore. And so I guess that's why they're inspired is because they're like, oh, this guy's having fun. Like, how do I have fun? But I don't think I'm like, uh, I don't beyond fun. I don't know if there's any you know success to my method. But you're you're perceived to be an authentic runner. Yeah, you're, you know you've thrown away the Strava and you dress like you you're in the Greenwich Village and in, in like <laughs> yes. the 1960s. I run the speed of a fast runner from a hundred years ago. <laughs> um, I had a, I had a funny exposure to the world of I don't know if Strava is the wrong thing, but to that kind of what I call fancy watch running, and yeah. um, which is our our very own female gearshed testing correspondent is currently training for her first marathon. She's going to be running LA in six weeks as well. And so we're mostly not, we're mostly training separately, but we've done some training runs together. And so we did that 15 and three quarters yesterday. We did a 12 miler last weekend and she's on one of those plans that I don't, I don't really know what this is. I guess you get an app, right? You download a plan and it tells you what to do every day. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's what most people do, I think. And uh, so, and you know, it tells you which days to do, an easy run, what length to do, right? When to do strides for speed, as the app should call it. Um, but it they're so specific. So 12 mile run was like we did two laps in Central Park, which is 12 miles. And it and it was uh it told us to do a what was it, like a 3.1 comfortable pace. Mm -hmm. And then and then at the next 6.2, it wanted us to stay in a very specific range. And it rate range of what time or mile, mile per like, hour, like yeah, heart, like pace. heart rate or no pace, pace, pace. And like, and so it kept telling us, and it was, too, <laughs> it kept telling us to slightly speed up or slightly slow down, um, and it wanted us to stay in the super narrow window of like, I forget what it was, but something like nine minute forty five to to ten minute five second miles for That's the middle crazy. for the middle six point two, and it was like so, and it was like annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I mean, yeah. And it kept and, doing and look, it, you know? I think, I think as far as, um, as far as the approach, just like running songs or shoes, it's, it's what, what works for, for you. Right. Yeah. And if that works for the female deer shed correspondent, then that's awesome. More power to her. But um, I have heard talk on other more elite uh, running podcasts about like um, running by, sort of exertion level just perceived exertion and that yeah. ends up being your own metric and like you're like you could argue that heart rate is a good measure of overpace because that's like a response to you know yep. how fast you're going but you could also like more what you'd call what you do like run by feel is, yeah. is like there's been you know i'm sure there's there's um I'm sure there's studies that that can prove like the, the benefits of any of these things, but they're like, there's, there's a case to be made for, for just like perceived exertion as like the right measure. Yeah. I think my overall takeaway though, is that these training programs probably work better than what I, what I'm doing. Um, well, they give I, discipline and structure, right? Yeah. And then what exactly, when we got to the last 2.7 miles of that 12 mile run and you're supposed to slow down, I actually then just took off and I had like a lot in the tank, you know? <laughs> and so I ran like, I don't, I would say I was running like, eight and a half minute mile pace for the last nice. two point seven. Yeah. And then same thing at the end of the 15 and three quarters, which was only supposed to be 15 actually, but for yeah. the last, for the last three, three miles of that, um, or a little over three and a half, maybe, uh, I didn't quite run that fast, but I, I ran probably nine minute miles or something at the end mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'd stuff to say, cause I have no idea really. Um, so anyway, I, it was, 
It was actually the, the 15 and a half was more fun because the volume was turned down and I couldn't hear it. Yeah. So speed up, yeah. Slow down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got to just get the benefits of it without getting the robot yelling at me. I mean, yeah, all, all I'll say is whatever, you know, whatever works and whatever you're you want to be doing. But there's definitely like we've we've heard and I've definitely experienced times where my relative enjoyment of running has been like greater or lesser. Right. And there's times yeah. that sort of I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing it more, more naturally, more like in a way that's actually like contributing to happiness versus like, sometimes you can kind of like, let it, let it get to you. You feel like you're like, oh man, I had a bad week. I'm getting out of shape. I like miss training this or that. At some point you got to just sort of embrace the, you know, yeah, the consistency, but also like accept that it's not going to be perfect, you know, just just make sure you're having a good time. I think the takeaway I'm getting, and, and this is nice that we're learning something finally at the end of our 30th episode, <laughs> is that there there is something to be said for for my approach, but it's it's probably a good like thing to balance the other the other approach out, you know, and and have yeah. and, and have a little of each, as I've learned these past two weeks. While I've actually, I think, benefited from the, these two very structured training runs. As much as we're describing. Um you know, ways that we might listen to you and to us. Let's also remind the dear listener that we have run like poorly hydrated on many an occasion. Yeah. We we sometimes do very poor food and, and water planning. Like yeah. those things are probably equally as important to build into your running. Yeah. Let us remind the longtime listener that I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's, yeah. And uh, then, without, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've given credit to uh, coach friend for most of my running knowledge, which he imparted on me, you know, at this point, mostly over a year ago, and yep. I'm just going on memory. Yeah, and you've, you've forgotten a lot of it, and, or, yeah. and but you think you remember it, so now you're just remembering it wrong. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he learned from a combination of being taught it from more experienced runners than him and from his own experience. That's right. No, yeah. he has a, a very beautiful way of describing it as as sort of this this collect this great collective wisdom. It's not it's not his. It's uh, you know it's everyone's it's yeah. it's an accumulation yeah we're um, just running through the woods picking it up here in here in ethereal banjo music and and learning <laughs> life lessons and trying yeah. not to fall <laughs> yep yep and not to uh, fall over try trying and sometimes succeeding um i had a quote actually this is a good entry this is a I had a quote from from somebody who might be a future special guest who knows okay well let's um, let's hear it because we are starting to run low on time Yep. So uh, trails, trails, but I'm, I'm going to insert sort of any running. Um, uh, it's a place that that should be a blank canvas uh, for you to paint your own experience. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be a longer quote. Nope, that's it. Was that a quote from a, a runner or is it's it a runner? Just, that's okay. a runner. Yeah, just, I was wondering if that was like from a runner. It just sounds like it could be. Should Should we attribute it? Yeah, let's attribute it. And then we can correct it and get the attribution uh, correct next week. Uh, Jordan Fields. Nice. Thank you, Jordan. I'm just, I'm doing all the clapping um, analog this week. Yeah. I, yep. I don't know if that'll yep. pick up, but anyway, well, I think that we'll is probably a good place for us to leave it. We'll see two of you, dear listeners, maybe just one, uh, in case one of you is not listening, uh, next Saturday at the Krampus Classic. Can't wait for whoever goes and for the rest of us to hear about it on the next episode uh, next season, season premiere of the Power Motion Picnic Hour, season three. Exciting stuff. I'm uh, stoked. Little live stream in between. Yeah. Okay. And until then, onward.
name, special guest? Female individual that I live this with. This is the power.